Hello. Oh. Um, never done like this. Very, very. Um, uh, <coughs> you're right. That's yes. uh, Andrew Collins there coughing, uh, Richard Herring, because interestingly already, before we've even started the podcast, very different techniques, because Josie, we don't do any warm-up, do we? No, we don't, and they no. were in. They're the proper podcasters. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. You embarrassed us in front of the no. proper podcasters. Oh, no. oh, hang on, Josie. <coughs> I've cleared my throat. What about yours? <coughs> is that warm-up, clearing your throat? Is that, is that, <laughs> all, it, is that all it takes? You did do it with a bit of theatrical aplomb. There was a little bit, it, for a moment, it was like seeing a very young Jack Wilde, which is a lot better than, obviously... Yeah, an old Jack Wilde. Yeah, which was not, not, not happy, but we're not going to start on the negative. First of all, I think we should congratulate, because I think this is a wonderful thing, and I know it's something that I think Josie's very proud of. Josie has been nominated for a Loaded Comedy Award, a magazine that she has subscribed to for some oh, years. This years. is better than when you were asked to be a penthouse pet, isn't it? It oh. is. As a feminist... For? Best woman. Best yeah, woman. Is it best woman? You are. Yes. Out of all women. Best. Out of all... All funny but women. Actually, it's quite funny because there's no women nominated for best stand-up, but then they have got, like, five women stand-ups for best women, which yeah. is actually some uh, quite an improvement because normally it's like Charlotte Church who, you know, God bless her, is not a stand-up. You know, so. <laughs> but I, I sent out a tweet and well, I could To couldn't... be fair, Charlotte Church, that was the first year that it was all women in the uh, best female. Yeah, before that. So, yeah, before that, it was men who Brown looked delicate. Yeah. So they had quite a lot of that as well. <laughs> I, um, I so you're a, a rampant careerist, I but you're also a feminist. Yeah, tell me about it. How are you going to juggle this one? I, I, sent was, out... I was nominated last year for Best Podcast, and it hasn't. Has it affected you? No, it hasn't made any difference to my career. What? Because you didn't get, you didn't win it. Win, right. you, yeah. Who won it? She might, which is not going to win. Was it Ricky Gervais? Um, Josie Long. He's not going to win. He's going to vote for it. It's all voted for by loaded readers. Oh, they won't vote for any of the women, yeah. will they? They what just missed that one out. <laughs> what you don't know is I've already done three topless spreads this afternoon. Cool. So I think of all of What is lovely about Josie's topless spreads is they're not glossy. They're photocopied. They're just made in a basement of a beatnik cafe. There's a there's a riot girl element. There's just usually, These breasts are screaming. So it's... Uh... Oh, I don't like it. No, I, did, no, I don't like it now. You've gone but down if, a bad road. If it's road. any help, I'm imagining it the McGregor. Street uh, painting, which is uh, topless, but then with a skull. Doesn't above help it, so. that you're imagining objectifying no. women and imagining after the. No, at least you imagine their head is dead. Their head is dead. That's healthy. No, the lovely living head on a pair of naked breasts is a beautiful. Th- that's what you want. <laughs> Not you're if you're like Robert Crumb. You are. I was really. I sent out a tweet saying. Um, uh, if I win, I hope they will let me do an underwear photo shoot for them. Hope, hope, hope. And then I was really like toying with the idea of sending it because I felt like oh no what if I scupper my chances <laughs> and then I was a bit well like, that happened last year Emma Kennedy got into an argument with, it was as it occurs to me it was nominated and Emma Kennedy got into an argument with a guy who worked for Loaded who for some reason I can't remember, I think it was on Twitter it was, but she yeah. basically just sort of she said she couldn't come to the to the ceremony and stuff and it got it all kind of went a bit off and she didn't she say she wouldn't attend Is that yeah right? I can't remember what it was but it, she, she sort of started having a go at him and I think that if we ever had any chance, <laughs> yeah, having I a go at one I of their writers, scuppered. So you, I mean, Richard, you, you've done, and later on we are going to talk about the, the two of you as well because I, I sometimes feel that. Let's this hope is, so. Well, I'm worried, Angie, because to me the whole career of Richard Herring is very much like <laughs> all about Eve. Because I remember <laughs> well, the band. You, no, no, not well. The band as well. Sometimes I do imagine you in a harbour. Is he but Betty I Davis? You know, the um, no, no. You oh. see, Collins is Betty Davis. Collins oh. doing a successful. Weekend show on Six Music. Oh, look at that! That Richard Herring and he was on the television. And he's all lonely now. And I'll get him to come in and review the newspapers. And the next wow, thing you know, yeah, it's a, it all got a little bit. 
I don't know. Now I feel that you think you've got the upper hand, yeah, and you, you very much. I, I see a level of, and as someone who has been a victim in a comedy relationship, I can, you know. <laughs> well, but, and you, you, uh, you know, you used to be uh, one of my sidekicks on Radio Two, yeah. and you chose to leave. Yeah. Which, not to, to be honest, let's remember that last series. It was probably a good idea, wasn't it? <laughs> well, the one that we did without you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who was in that one? Who was me? No one. No one. You were replaced with nothing. <laughs> Phil Cornwell yeah. was on it a bit. You were replaced with a black jumper with memories of the eighties on it. I used to like doing the day the music died on Radio Two because it seemed unlikely that what we were actually doing would be on Radio Two. But I think it actually was, wasn't it? For half yeah. an hour a week. Uh, but unfortunately, they moved away from the scripted material, which made it sound like every other program and let us improvise in the fifth series, which you didn't like, did you, Robin? You didn't like well, improvising, which is ironic, because actually, that's what you No, do. I like improvising, but I wanted it like to improvising be about with John music. Hopes. I didn't like it to be this thing about going, anyway, my next bit starting the moment I throw this cake at the window, and then you throw a cake at the window. Yeah, but that it was John. It wasn't a cake related to Marky Smith <laughs> or, or, or Stump or anything like that, was it? No, most of the material wasn't about Stump. Yeah, I mean, and that was another of my... Or Nick Cave. But anyway, I did enjoy doing the show. Anyway, Apart so from all those pencils I used to break under the desk during some of the links <laughs> that I would then stab into my thighs. I liked, I liked seeing you kind of uh, conform to a more standard radio comedy persona once a week. It was hey, I nice. thought this conversation was starting off like it was going to be about me. We'll get to <laughs> and then it's been sidetracked into being about you. Andy. I thought he was being a bit rude about you, so I was trying to get it off it. you. I didn't think he was being rude. See, I think that's it. Being you're honest. too kind. You're too kind I think to Richard, he was being, Richard I think... Herring. He went, I think I'll be able to, this review of the newspapers, I think I can be more wry than Andrew <laughs> Collins. And, and he outrides you. <laughs> he certainly outrid me. Outrode me. been riding him ever since. He has. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in an abusive relationship now, which is not something I ever expected. <laughs> yeah. no, I really didn't. I thought, you know, I I thought I was the alpha in most of I'm not now. I'm the doormat. If you, you just provoke you him for. if you just provoke him a bit more, you could make up to two hundred and fifty pounds from Chat magazine. From what magazine? Chat magazine. Oh, of course, if he, yeah, if he sell kill, your story. If I kill you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you in. 500, you I think he's that. gonna kill me though. I think it's it's like the typewriter smashed into the skulls at the end of Prick Up Your No, not Prick Up Your Ears, what's it called? Joe Orton and Yeah, Kenneth no, it's called well, well, well the film's called Prick Up oh, Your Ears, yeah. 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 Well, Andrew Collins will, the... will rip out the last 30 pages of his final book chronicling his life in show business and no one will know. All we remember is that Richard Herring went off cottaging in Leicester, which we felt wasn't a very imaginative uh, attempt by Andrew Collins to uh, look at your life. So, um, Josie, now, uh, the other thing I want I don't know if you can talk about this or not, but you had, uh, have you, you've been on tour, haven't you? Uh, I'm going on Ever. tour. Really. I've been on tour before, but I'm going on tour really next year. Can I say, by the way, interesting. This is one. It's more difficult doing the podcast because we are both sides. We're behind music stands, but no and reason. we're just facing each other in a, a badly thought-out chess game. Because of this these, is how I wanted it to be. I can't see that Richard's on his phone. Which he always is when he talks to me. And he's any, I'm not. He's nearly. Every time <laughs> I, when I'm talking to Andrew because he's boring. I just put <laughs> you two are here and you're interesting. So I'm not on my phone. I went to. We went to have a spot of food before we came here, and he was on the phone. We were sitting there because like a couple. We've just talked. Oh. To he was on the phone for one hour, six minutes, and thirty-six seconds. But if I see I couples, talk to him all the time. I don't want to have to talk to him in real life as well. I'm prepared to talk to him now, but I'm really directing most of it to you two. So you are. You are genuinely like Abbott Costello, then. Yeah. Who hated who's each who? other? Who's who? Can I be Costello? Yeah, yeah, Kushkan. Brilliant. Yeah. 
He was the one uh, making him personate Diane at school. Albert, Diane Abbott and Elvis Costello. Ah, yeah, that's us. Yeah. That's who you are like. <laughs> the, but you've, you've just been on uh, tour, haven't you? And you went on tour as well. And this, was this your first... Cause I'm you not briefly, sure I went on tour. Did well, I ever go, go on tour? I've done you go two to gigs in a row. Place, <laughs> was that it? I think so, yeah. It's grueling. You went to Cardiff to, to do your DVD, so that can be counted as a Yeah, I went to DVD. another place to do something and then came home. That's not a tour. I've been, I've been a music journalist. I know what a tour is. No, oh, I haven't been. I haven't been on tour. But you I've have been, done a DVD of your because uh, you've given up. This that's is still your, not a tour. You've done a retirement DVD. I've you? recorded my Edinburgh show um, for posterity, drawing a line under it, as Stuart Lee says you must do with all your Edinburgh shows by transcribing them into a book and, and going through them in great detail, which I won't do. I've just had it recorded cheaply. Yeah, it's, it's lucky you won't so do that. It, it'll never be able <laughs> to see got, it again. It's inundated with offers. People asking, can you? Describe the process of how you came up with the secret dancing show. So, yeah, I've drawn a line on it. As a big fan of your Friends Reunited book, we've been waiting for oh, a follow-up. that's a low but one fucking which is blow. Not as, what? A Friends Reunited book. Was My good, Friends Reunited book. It was book. your Friends Reunited book. It was a book. Friends Reunited it. book that was being written and the previous author was taken off it when Friends Reunited found out the author of the book wasn't on Friends Reunited. I was at the time and was a very vocal supporter of it and they said, oh, would you like to take over the job? And I said, yes, please, thinking the book would sell very well. A beer, by the way, so you can't. You'll be. It'll, it would still be a low be, blow. You'll be it's oversensitive. Not, right. and, Did you uh, write a book about Friends Reunited? My name is on the book for Friends right. Reunited. Does it say the Friends Reunited book by Andrew Collins? Yes. <laughs> right. Now many people would then. Do you, I know. I, I realise I might be making a leap. You only a brought it up because you know to it's suggest rubbish. it was your. No, I've never read it. Ah, but you oh, can't. No one's read, read it. Alone, no, I bought Robin. it. Andrew. I bought I'm not even bullying Andrew. I was saying that's the perfect Christmas gift. I bought it and I probably read the first two pages of it. Before I, they were the best two. Because I, I used to like him when I was like be friendly with him and liked him. And I, I still could only read two pages of it. And I thought, you know, friends reunited. The funny, that. there was no point. But it was the best of Friends Reunited. It was one of those ridiculous ideas that, oh, surely there are, there are a million, was it a million people or more than that who were on Friends Reunited? Surely, if we put my idea, the publisher's idea, we put a book out with the best stories. All the in. million and will buy it to yeah, see if the they're best stories. In there. They'll all buy it. Well, hardly any of them did. For yeah. some reason, they just carried on going on Friends Reunited. You to be to fair, a strap line, no, they didn't really carry your on. Your childhood girlfriend wants to have an affair with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> there wasn't enough of that, to be honest. I'll be honest. It was mostly people going, meeting people they met in the war which oh. is nice I edited it and then wrote a beginning and an end to it oh you see I hadn't realised that because I haven't um, looked. I've, I've read your other so work I've read your th- I don't care if you have or haven't and I also I, don't, I think it was a deliberately, deliberately, it was you deliberately undermining thing to say well I didn't mean it I, I was very because, because, because to mention one of your successful books would appear to make I me a little I don't want spittle. you to talk about any of my All books. Right, then. I'm not Andrew here to Collins, promote when my you wrote, work. last year, were you disappointed with the sales of A Very MySpace Christmas by Andrew Collins? <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, did you feel that you were a little bit late on that one? I was disappointed with the sales of the Friends of United book because <laughs> the only reason I agreed to do it is because my agent brilliantly uh, negotiated a, a point, a percentage point, which amounted to very little. Did it, did it amount to course. anything? I don't know about anything. <laughs> no. I don't oh. covered my advance. Trapped. Well, you've got, have you got a book? Because you've got a book coming out. Trapped in this room with three people talking over each other about <laughs> Friends Reunited. If I wanted to do that, I could insert name of relative something something. Who likes Friends Reunited? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Who like, no wanted, one likes it now. If I they? wanted to do this, I could go to a. Con- what do you want to talk about then? <laughs> you come up with some ideas. You're so clever. <laughs> this is the our second podcast. It was only meant to be a passing reference 
to because I thought if I, mentioned, if I mentioned one of his Billy Bragg books or if I mentioned I uh, I that's me in the spotlight or any of Andrew's excellent uh, autobiographical books. What books have you written about Billy Bragg, Andrew? Well, one. There is only one. I have no, but it. there's updated ones. It a, is it a biography? Is the official biography of Billy Bragg. Oh. What I'm annoyed about is he was starting to make a point about. I knew you'd say that. The friends reunited. It was going to lead on to somewhere, and now that's lost because we've had to a to we had to talk about when the music died, and now we've had to talk about. <laughs> Isn't that always the way? Is that, if you want to do a point, I'll just go and you can talk about your career and I'll come back next week and I didn't I'll talk bring about my own my career, career up. I think <laughs> Look, we began. can't talk about your career because at the moment we're doing the mid 90s to 2005. <laughs> Once we get to 2006, <laughs> then we'll pick up and you've got your career again. I found uh, that somebody's transcribed online an article I wrote when I was a music journalist in 1993 about, about a subject which at the time was not hackneyed or only just becoming hackneyed, which was comedy as a new rock and roll. They asked me to write and I interviewed lots of comedians about how rock and roll they were. Uh, including Eddie Izzard and Sean Hughes, and uh, not Rob Newman and Dave Padil because their manager wouldn't let me talk to them because they had no product out, which I quoted. But I also <laughs> inter- I was interviewed Stuart Lee because Avalon said you should speak to Stuart Lee. He's an up-and-coming comedian, uh, and he's very rock and roll, so he'll fit in. He likes his music. <laughs> and I found, reading it back, that I mentioned Stuart, and in mentioning Stuart, I said his comedy writing partner, Richard Herring. And then Stuart Lee said that he and Richard were the... Mitch Mitchell and Noel Redding of On the Hour, which was a brilliant quote, and and Richard saying you know retrospectively and apparently at the time why didn't why didn't you interview me? It's because he wouldn't have known who Mitch Mitchell and Noel Redding were. Do you know? No, do you yeah, think yeah. That? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. Do you know who they are? Of course he doesn't. It's a very like interesting. So that old. makes everyone else next ten years. <laughs> the whole of the rest of the only cast two of when Hendrix died. Are Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, which part words... of Jimi Hendrix is Patrick Marber? <laughs> <laughs> Jimi Hendrix. He's Jimi Hendrix's cock, shattered <laughs> Venus de Milo cock. That's what he says. He's the uh, he's the plastercast copy of Jimi Hendrix cock made by Cynthia Plastercaster <laughs> that shattered. Because uh, but he had a very big penis, which Patrick Marber is, but he's a copy of something else and it's smashed. Because you that used to talk a lot That's about Patrick Marber. It's, it's not torture at all. It's brilliant. I'm amazed I... that you're not going. What a brilliant comeback to a question. And how did you know all that information? Because it's about a penis. When That's I was um, 12 why. years old. In fact, you guys got me into trouble yesterday. What right? did I do? Because oh, no. when I was 12 years old, I had 13 years old. We're never. I didn't I meet her when she was 12. <laughs> going, that is not true. No, listen, I had the book. <laughs> I had the book of the Lee and Heron book, yeah. and I just thought it was the, like the funniest thing, right? And um, you thought it was. I laughed a lot. Yeah, and but it's... now you've grown up. Oh, I it think giant. it's the funniest Thank thing, you. and I still read it, it every day, Thank and I you. cry with laughter. <laughs> no, it I is funny. I got rid funny. of mine, but I kept my Andrew Collins friends. <laughs> oh, really yeah. That's one. good. But At least I wrote that on my own. In it, in it, there's loads of stuff about how shit Patrick Marble is. I, didn't even, <laughs> I was like 13. I didn't know who Patrick Marble was, but I was like, fucking Patrick Marble. He's bullshit. I hate Patrick Marble. And then we did loads of projects at school where we would like do fist of fun as part of our project, and then. Um, like a, like an IT project or an English project, we'd like write about Fist of Fun. And there were loads of things that were like a page about how much Patrick Marvel is stupid and a criminal. What a brilliant but school you went to. This got me into trouble because in your book, in the, in the yeah. comedy cashing book, yesterday we were watching The Jam, right? And uh, we weren't watching, the, the Jam was on in the pub and we were waiting to go and do our gig and they had a video screen of The Jam. And they, my friend was like talking about political bands and my friend said oh well you know the jam is similar enough to that sort of thing it's like the clash of beats like this and I was like no they were members of the young conservative party and they were like how did you know that and I'm like oh it was in Lee and Herring's comedy cashing book 
And I just thought that that was true, but that can't be true, can no. it? No. Is it not true? What you always need to say is, it was in Leon Herring's poorly researched comedy <laughs> catch uh, Comedy, I think the clue no, may no, be it's there. True. The thing is, we were Hang on, that means old. you believe that no. all those sitcoms existed with achingly bad oh, A, B, amongst A. <laughs> bent coppers. No, I, but I only realised yesterday that that wasn't true, so all my life I'd sort of thought, wow. fucking... Paul Weller, the young Tory. Well, he keeps that quiet, doesn't well, he? Was was young a young, well, there was a young Tory. Oh, hang on. Well, he, he, I think in a kind of inflammatory way, he sort of said that he's I think in the late some 70s, truth 70s, I think that he, he supported the Tories, I think just to, you know, do what the opposite of what people would expect at the time. Oh, Isn't that right? Well, didn't he say... I, I think he said he was on the left, but basically he felt so um, disenfranchised by the current Labour Party yeah. that he said... When was both. that, in 1983? <laughs> 1979. I'm <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, oh, he got he got Thatcher in. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people still blame Weller because, oh. of course, you know, yeah. Because otherwise, Woking would have voted hey. in such a different manner. <laughs> Woking's always been known for its revolution. Billy Bragg, even though he's on good terms with Weller, is kind of still a bit cross that Weller didn't uh, didn't really say any good things about the Red Wedge tour because he did the Red Wedge mm. tour and uh, basically said afterwards he didn't like it and kind of dismissed it. Mm. He said it was pointless and he kind of wished he hadn't done it, which is very disloyal. I'm really, really sorry not to know, but what was the Red Wedge oh, tour? Oh, the Red Wedge was, was oh, a group God. of musicians who got it's together. Yeah, it's got good together having to... someone from the no, younger like generation it. to explain to the listeners. No, it's good, but it's just another reminder of age, isn't no, it? But I, I like born that. a blank sheet of like paper. Need... It's very difficult. Like my back's not a good enough well, reminder of my funnily age. enough, when I went, I went out with a 21-year-old a few years ago when I was 35 or 36 mm. and we drove past the yeah. uh, we drove past the uh, Shepherd's Bush Empire and Billy Bragg was on and she went Billy Bragg <laughs> <laughs> she just laughed at the name Billy well, at least Bragg we were and she was there. quite a politically and intelligent and I liked her it was for intelligence I went out with her well <laughs> <laughs> no. sure. Billy oh, Bragg no. was, was among oh. the uh, what's wrong with you I feel like I'm What's stuck in like me? A, a small bedroom at a party <laughs> and I've gone in the wrong room and then it's like everyone's dads are in here and I'm like, oh no, I'm but in the not dad's even, room. You can't even they're... see the dads, they're hiding under the coat and you don't, you're just hearing voices coming up through anoraks. But the worst going, part is oh, I'm not back. young enough to, like... I'm not young enough anymore to feel that you're all only about 15 years old. Red Wedge was a political 15, movement organised by musicians oh, sorry, in the 13, mid-80s yeah. to uh, raise 15, awareness of yeah. voting. That's what it was. Hang on, we haven't heard Andrew Collins. No, sorry, no, no, but can you say Please, Uncle no Andrew, say it again. Red Wedge was... Uh, uh, Billy Bragg was a guiding light behind it. It was basically a group of musicians who felt like-mindedly that uh, they loved, the young people... They who, loved Red Leicester cheese. ...who were cheese, about to vote... They, they had a big thing going, should be, eat Red Leicester cheese. <laughs> it was a wedge of Red Leicester <laughs> Don't listen to him. He's a, and they he's went a young conservative. It, and Paul Weller came and he had some... <laughs> So anyway, well, it was on the Red Wedge tour with them. Uh, mm. Gary Kemp from Spandau Valley mm. appeared at some point, you know, and they went around the country getting young people to join up. The Labour Party were kind of attached to it, but it wasn't a Labour Party official thing, but it was trying to get young people to vote. This is like when a, like a, ch- you know, a school student interviews a very old man <laughs> in the hospital going, tell us what so was he like in 1980. The point that I was trying to make is that afterwards, Weller said and it was a pointless Armiston waste of time. was the foreign minister, I remember, <laughs> at the time. And Weller said, and he said that he wanted to talk about shoes and nobody would talk about shoes with him. That's why he didn't like Red Wedge. Right. Oh, yeah. if only he'd waited another 15 years, he could have watched <laughs> Sex in the City. <laughs> yeah. What a great old time. He probably does watch that. Hello, any of Amazulu want to talk about shoes? <laughs> no, we don't, Paul Weller. Amazulu, as Amazulu. they were mispronounced by Rick Mayo. Was, it, was um, Amazulu on, um, were they on Red Wedge at one point? They probably were, yeah. 
I have the Red Wedge VHS, 45 minutes of it. Really? Including Porky the Poet, a.k.a. Phil Jupiter's. Oh, nice yeah. one. Um, the Scheme of Things, his uh, YTS, a poem. Now, the reason I was asking about when you were touring some yes, please. time ago... Yes, please, get back to that. Hey, can I... I've oh. got a tour thing because me. I was and... going to ask you. That was actually. I was oh. going to go to you, but you tell me anyway. Sorry, I just did it. Well, I'm, what I've got. What's the reason why? <laughs> no, I just sure want to know what the reason is. Something a lot of a lot of our podcasts are based on the work of Samuel Beckett, but faster, <laughs> shoutier, and with less ultimately philosophical point. Like Lee. But still, with no denouement, and the, I, I must have told you about this. So I think this is since the last podcast. Adrian, I don't think I. Uh, I think it was. I talk about the Godo thing last time. No, I had someone. Right, we've all we were talking beforehand about people who stopped following you on Twitter for political reasons or whatever it may be. I had someone who was furious who stopped following me on Twitter um, because uh, I gave away the fact that Godot didn't appear in Waiting for Godot. <laughs> really? So it was, it was, I can't Spoiler believe now there's going to be a lot more people yeah. furious about <laughs> it. I was going to go. <laughs> maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't. <laughs> Wait till the end to find out. Yeah. The, the idea of Literally. giving a spoiler alert at the beginning, going "Crap's last tape." Spoiler alert. At least six bananas probably eaten. You know, there's just, but this person was really first. I'm going to see that in January. Now you've ruined it. Unfollowed. <laughs> but I think if you if the main thing for waiting for Godot is going, ah, who's going to play Godot? Because I know they had Simon Callow when it was playing in Winchester. But like the play, what I wrote, it keeps changing. Who's who's Godot? Oh no, we've got Matthew Kelly. Actually, Matthew Kelly's very good in waiting for Godot. The reason I was asking about things that happened on your tour, yeah, it was bloody that? hours ago now, what is it? was because I wanted to first of all, bad things that happened at all, because Josie, you had, I don't know if you can talk about it now, but you had a car accident. Yeah, yeah, you did. Your, uh, what happened with that? Which now, when you told me about it, because you all survived and you're all right, yeah. I was worried when you tweeted me, said, I think I've got insomnia at 12.30 at night. Yeah. But then you didn't tweet me again after that. I thought, good, that's the insomnia over. Uh, but, <laughs> it's dead. <laughs> the, um, but it was it was quite an incredible, uh, I don't know if you've spoken about it before, but it was no. quite an, an incredible instant. It was. Um, it was a very lucky escape, really. It's, it's been very weird because, basically, we had a big accident with a lorry and a car. What? And we were hit uh, by an oncoming car and then a lorry... Uh, dragged us along and ran over us and it was really intense like uh, I won't say all of what happened because it was just it was a really big accident and um, our car was completely written off and we everyone got away from it unscathed like, are you a someone... ghost? maybe you're a ghost well, no but it's yeah. carnival of souls she doesn't know yet no, and then one of us has honestly, to take her over to the other side don't oh, no. because it was so terrifying because afterwards we all got out and we were like just completely full of adrenaline sort of shaking like <gasps> and um uh, getting glass out from our shoes and our pockets and everything and the car was completely crushed up the lorry had turned over and run over us all the logs from the back of the lorry had pushed our car off the road and into a tree and it's really right. intense like i should i, I don't can't yeah. talk about it but basically um I thought for two hours that I must be dead because I was like, but there's no way I've survived that. And we got taken into this old lady's house and it was such a weird old-fashioned kitchen we were sitting in. I thought, this, this is definitely is limbo. <laughs> yeah, it's not heaven because she didn't offer us any food. These are all the details I imagined God would have had. But Winchester she, Cathedral with a hole in it. She didn't offer us any food, so I was like, yeah, if this is the afterlife, it's bullshit. And, um, <laughs> Don't need food if you're dead, that's why. It's not about need, it's about want. Okay. Um... And, also, and that's why you're not going to heaven. Pronouncements like that. No Can't we, read so we should all drive around. It was a fucking. Cars. It was a Citroen something. Right. It was, I've still got the keys, which is useful. Um, was it a high car or a car? car. <gasps> what if when you give the keys back? That's when your soul's taken. Well, no, absolutely. Oh, no. There'll be demons coming in the middle of the night to try and get the keys off me. <laughs> what was the but, um, um, What was the excess on the uh, higher car? It's five fifty pounds <laughs> of my money. 
Five, but the weird thing 550 is... £550 yeah, excess. Yeah. I'm hiring a van next week and they did me a 75 quid excess. Well, um, oh, Just to take, no. you know, lighten the mood. But was it your fault? The, that was um, the accent uh, in your... I, I think we probably shouldn't say these but, things on, on the yeah, podcast. That yeah, that would But let me tell you the two weird things about it, right? The first one is... I fucking forgot now, you pricks. <laughs> right, no, I'll tell you the second. Oh, can I just say what a lovely move from the melancholy of near death to, and I still wonder, did I gone to heaven? Oh, fucking hell, you pricks. Oh, right, I've it. forgotten the rest of the here's anecdote it. now. No, this is it. There's two weird things. First one is, there was one point when I saw the lorry cab kind of hoving into view because because actually we were spinning in front of it, but I didn't realise. And I saw it hoving into view and I thought, this is going to crush me and I'm going to die. And I'm going to die. So I had to close my eyes and I closed my eyes and I thought... All you can do is just wait to die because you're gonna die now, and you're gonna you're gonna have to wait to die. And and I really was totally convinced of that. Like it looked like it was about to kill me. And I thought that's what I thought when I thought I was gonna die. Like I didn't see my life flashing before my eyes. I didn't see anything meaningful. I just thought, well, you better stay still because you're gonna die. Like that's bullshit. Secondly, any of the fist of fun, but (laughs) why not try? Um, But then other, like the other things about it was then I remembered we'd been on a roller coaster at Breen Leisure Park (laughs) a few days earlier, and it felt like that. So I was like, oh, I'll just relax, like I'm on the roller coaster. And I remembered on due date, the guy's having a big car accident, and he relaxes, and it's all right. So I was like, just relax, man, just relax. And also, we've been listening to somehow. We've been listening to CeeLo Green's thing that goes, fuck you, that song. And the other two guys in the car said that during that entire car accident, all they could think of was that song that we've been listening to. (laughs) And then the other thing is, um, oh yeah, prior to that event happening, in the week before, two different people, once on the tube and once walking along in Exeter, had gone out of their way to come up to me, sort of grab me quite strongly, look at me and go, excuse me, I'm really sorry, but I have to tell you that Jesus has a plan for you and he loves you very much and he has a big plan for you. <laughs> and the plan was for you to be to nearly be in killed. A a you afflict the bees at Jesus. Thanks, Jesus geez. invited you into his heaven, but you, by being overly relaxed as logs rolled over you, somehow think Jesus has come down to those two people and go, Got a plan for Josie Long. I'm going to get her in a really bad car accident, but she'll survive. It'll be fun. I can't it's like a little Jesus prank. Jesus Whereas Mohammed's plan was <laughs> tell you what's going to annoy Josie. She gets nominated for one of those loaded. <laughs> <laughs> Buddha's plan. We don't know. We don't know. It's, it's really not, not, not a day. It's not about so plans. It's much harder to. Um, but anyway, that's that's what happened. It, it was very weird. And for two days afterwards, I was really freaked out. And then for two days, I was fucking elated. And I really felt in the back of my head like people must know and like everyone I met I'd be like I'm connecting with everyone and then sadly that bit didn't last and now I've just put on a bit of weight got a bit upset you know <laughs> so it's it, it's been weird I've never had anything like that happen you to should, me before you should, have, you should accept either. Jesus into your life seriously or maybe ahead. have some uh, you know psychiatric uh, help well, or buy you. some logs it's one of the <laughs> three things I don't like it all these little people keep sending me texts like if you're not to be too busy being crushed by a log and I'm like that's not funny I nearly died can you appreciate that and almost talking on this because it's the internet they'll be all internet cunts listening to it and then they'll be like oh this will be funny let's start a fucking well, now website. they've told you that just by saying that to you that that will annoy you I'm going to tweet that <laughs> <laughs> I like the way that... funny why don't yeah why didn't oh, you I'm on Twitter. <laughs> oh, I'm young. I'm Richard Hemming on Twitter. You <laughs> must know who folks. Billy Bragg is, but I will still date you. <laughs> the, um, see, I, I had the, 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 the scariest moment I had recently was when I got home from uh, tour date and I, I tapped 
on the window because my son, who's two and a half years old, was playing, uh, or was back then, was, was playing in the front room. And he got very excited and he ran to the top of the stairs uh, and, uh, and, and shouted to my wife, going, Daddy's home. And I looked through the letterbox and he swung round, smiled, and then took the one step back, which I went, oh, and that proper thing of the slowness of everything happening. And then still, once it turned out he was all right, because he did make a lot of noise. He did a lot, a lot of bouncing for about 25 minutes. It was a proper, you know, proper sense of nausea. But then I thought, oh, to be looking through it through the letterbox as well <laughs> has meant that even this moment of possible tragedy is now like one of those bad Brian De Palma films from the late <laughs> 1980s by being in letterbox format. Oh, but that was I'm, quite horrible. I like so, the way that things slow down in real life. I fell off uh, a massive high stack of fertiliser bags when I was very little. <laughs> oh, you do? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I was doing up there. You had a little taste of the <laughs> <I'll tell> you, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> Eating a bit of fertiliser, seeing how <laughs> that was going. I, I, I tried to so no. now. They were very, very... They were very very, they were sealed. What were you doing bags. up on a load of... Your parents that's how his dad used to make money. I mean, he was filling the bags. <laughs> Shall I tell you? He was making all the incontinent. We were on a school trip to Paul Cockle's dad's pig farm. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Cockle, um, his dad was a pig farmer, and when he used to Where bring stuff from? in... Well, that somewhere is fictional. Layer. I can't believe it. You must have had a fictional upbringing. When Paul Cockle had Paul a pig Cockle. farm. Paul Cockle. Paul yeah, Cockle. You know, you were bringing stuff in <laughs> to show people at school. He Paul Cockle. He brought in a pig's ear. Uh, to show yeah. people and we thought it was amazing it was a pig's ear off a pig uh, and then he brought in a pig's windpipe or something like that it was like it was starting to get boring yeah. so he had to up the ante and he said we can organise a trip to my dad's pig farm pig's we all cock, went around there pig's, pig's cock, he never brought that pork, in pork pork cock. if he had brought it in we wouldn't have known what it was <laughs> and, so, and, and so we were allowed I wasn't it's we, like a corkscrew of pig's we were allowed farm. to climb on the first full of the, spunk like loads of spunk I don't think it's for, I'm thinking now it's probably pig food <laughs> But they were in big sacks. We oh, had to climb now on them. it's pig food. <laughs> well, what the hell? Now the story there changes. Were, there was a tower of them. And, there was and two I climbed of them. On them. And I tripped over and one And I of fell them. off the top. Yeah. And as I came down, it must have taken less than a second for me to hit the ground. But it felt yeah. absolutely for ages like I was falling down yeah. and the ground was coming up really gradually. So I think when things like that happen, Maybe it, we're all dead, does and slow this down. is the moment. This is the end of the tales that witness madness. We all come together yeah. oh. in this. We tell our story, and then our souls can be released because of the, the tales that witness madness. Yeah. Now, I was reading about that the other day. Not an amicus horror film. But that's the one where there's a boy with an imaginary tiger that eats his dad. Yeah, that I think right? that's right. Sorry, there's spoiler there's a, for anyone a, who's. There's a couple <laughs> yeah. that are very similar. Is it spoiler. the one with? Uh, you can't the say saint, it afterwards. The saint no, on a on a lot of people listen to this show in reverse. It's like when I first watched Viking Queen, when my mate had got a video recording, you watch films backwards. They don't have fun like that anymore, no, do they? they don't, Watching no. a ninety-minute film. Viking Queen was is a oh oh. Joan Collins winning. Joan Collins in a tree. Joan Collins in a tree. Joan Collins in some kind of tree. Is this? Oh, there's a sexy there's tree. A man falls in love with a sexy tree. Yeah. Ian Carmichael, not Ian Carmichael. Ian um, Lavender. No, <laughs> no. I was going to say Ogilvy. Gotta Ian Ogilvy. No, you're thinking now. You're getting confused. You're thinking from Beyond the Grave. Oh my. Which Ian Ogilvy, by giving the correct money. To Peter Cushing, the antique dealer, yeah. is not killed. So Whereas if this, you do yeah. give him like, ha ha, I got away with that without giving him an extra shilling, then you are um, cut into pieces using uh, wedding cake figurine voodoo dolls. Okay. Which for me, very shortchanging a, a seemingly mean spirited antique dealer, is not. Is, Where, is not... Tales of Witness Madness the one with Donald Pleasance in a laboratory? And then the tiger comes in at the end. Is that right? Something I, I got. We were, obsessed, a lot of we were obsessed with it. Films. Me and Stu were obsessed with it, and it came on all the time. And then Stu eventually bought it for me on video, and we watched it, and it was really bad. Why? Because um, you'd chance across it late night on TV, and I'd always have to stay up and watch it to the end. Uh, but I can't remember anything. Why in your in your attic? <coughs> I noticed yeah. today, and in fact, the other week I forgot to mention it. Why do you yeah. have 
the special edition good box set yeah. of um, Legends of the Fall on video. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just I saw it. It's, it's such a lavish, I think it's unnecessary. Is it? I think it is. I think it was either a gift I well, got someone else they didn't want or that someone else left in the house. It's such an unusual I've never seen, film. I've have, never seen the film. You've never seen it. It's not no. that good. That was the sort oh. of film that girls my sister's age, a couple of years older than me, loved. Because Brad Pitt's in it. Um, yeah, and I think it was like wow. a weepy. Oh, you can see through the glass. I don't have any conversation here about films. <laughs> yeah, still trying to learn after some of your ridiculous Radio Times film editing. I don't review every film One in the Radio star Times, for Robin. you the right thing. Seven stars for I three men review. and a little lady. <laughs> I didn't review <laughs> it. Normally we only give five stars to films, but this one deserves seven. The funny, mean-spirited <laughs> Englishman that Tom Selleck gets the better of makes this film worth watching alone. <laughs> You've I will watch no other film. Read to, the the right end. read to the end of the reviews. You know the two letters at the end? They're initials of a person. If it's not AC, I didn't write the but review. But you're in charge of it. Yeah, well, we change, we do adjust the, we adjust the reviews on a yearly basis, basically. Every time a book comes out with all the reviews in, we have a look at them, and if we find there are any anomalies, and the entire team are entitled to bring up any anomalies they see, we sometimes adjust them. But we still leave the same name on the end. Have you given Do the Right Thing an extra star yet? I mean, it's got to have one more star. It's got to at least have the same number of stars as Three Men and a Little Lady. <laughs> <laughs> it has to. Well, I, mean, it's I, one of sp- it's I promise you here and now that we will investigate this the next time the book comes out, which is in about a year's time, right. and we will put that at the top of the list of things that need revising. That's the great thing about the database. You can revise and revise all the time. So thank you for your input. You are the only person who's ever complained about star rating to me that hasn't actually sent me a handwritten letter and doesn't live at somewhere called the Vicarage. People complain to me about it. Someone sent <laughs> me an email saying, how can, you do, how can you do a podcast to the man who's given this three stars and this three stars? Do they come up to, to you and grip you by the, by yeah, the shoulders? And Jesus has a message your face. for you. <laughs> <laughs> you see, Josie's doing wrong. what you do. What are you yeah, doing, Josie? You go back on your... I can't believe how rude that is. No, no, it's not. I tell you what happened is I got about three phone calls and I thought I'd better tell because I've been away on tour. It's very difficult. She's been in a car crash. She's nearly dying. She's living every minute to the full. (laughs) She could be dead. She's taking every minute. I'm sorry about that. If Final Destination comes true, they might might come after death. Well, all of us don't go in the tanning booth. I could have died on those on those pig bags. This is the one person we haven't had a near death experience from yet yeah is Richard yeah Richard she must have one so sad as well finding out from Josie that much like when, when we all left home finally my mum and dad bought a colour TV and, and a video player but Imagine until then it was all old Imagine fashioned that buying a colour the TV same way, was it an event <laughs> until you left How Somerset so they went we can build a leisure park now <laughs> yeah. we just wanted to make sure there was no joy in Richard Herring's life <laughs> now true. he's had to move and go to university That's what happened in let the fun begin Northampton had no gig venues when I was there as a teenager yeah, there were no bands played in Northampton time. there was no way for them to play and so and we used to have to get on coaches and go to Nottingham and Leicester and London to see bands that we'd heard of what, and the minute you, I left couldn't you tweet your friends and on your mobile phone no, and ask them no. what they were up to it must have been so difficult and then you went to university for free it must have been <laughs> fucking awful I did do that yeah I did do that so you you have become quite a uh, um, you you you'll get involved heavily in politics just, at the moment, aren't you? Yeah, well, it's, it's just so fucking. So, God, stop swearing! It is so brilliant. That there's no, so do you know much what? Someone was talking I about that like... swearing. They don't mind you swearing. Who was I was that? talking to quite a nice Barry old Clark? lady who was uh, at a gig in North Devon. I think it was somewhere like I can't remember. And then when we saw Josie Long, and she does swear, but you know what? You don't mind. Oh. That's what people say about Sarah Millican's filthy material. Yeah. Mm. She's so personable. It's women who are very good at this. Yeah. So personable that she can talk about fannies and, and filth. 
and it doesn't seem to you are you on the other hand aren't a woman so you can't say the word fannies i can say fanny you can't people will be upset. i was talking about the american you fanny. Say fanny. Well, the american fanny is a different an kind of fanny. and that is still a bad thing to talk about on a podcast no, well, we'll come back to your because uh, you're off to do. You're going to help some students who've occupied a refectory after this. Yeah, I'm you? going um, back down to the UCL. Uh, Richard Herring's already been. I've been there, but I was away. I went Trawling up to the Trawling for young women. Well, I could teach you a lot. You know, hang out. Got a copy of Legends of the Fall. Do you know what that is? So it was released before you were home, <laughs> yeah, but on VHS. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think. The saddest thing to ever have in an attic would actually be when Ghost was brought out in a limited edition, which <laughs> also had a silver picture frame next to it. And the idea of going up, they go, why have you still got that? Because she left me just, uh, I bought it for her. But <laughs> <laughs> looking back, I think she might have known what I got for her and went, oh, fuck this. I can't be in a relationship with a man who the most romantic thing to do is a copy of Ghost on VHS with a limited edition picture I think, frame. I think Stuart Lee bought it thinking it was about the band The Fall. Yeah, could and be. then realised that it wasn't. It's just definitely said, yeah, someone else's, but I can't remember who in the many flats I've lived in. I think it's an, it might be my brother's or Andrew Mallet's or someone of my. Interesting though. To I don't think it's like, like an ex-girlfriend's thing. I think I, I can't remember where it's come from, and I definitely mm. never watched. I don't it. rummage around when. I've when got he's the not piano the limited, uh, but the the kind of VHS yeah. box set, and I like that. In the but I have so many of my VHS, I never ever watched them, so I bought that and never watched it. And you can't now. Well, I've got. No I actually such machine. The, about two years ago, I bought a video player ah. in order that I could tr- maybe watch the X Files, which I have all every <laughs> all about the first five series of it on, v- on video. I love the VHS, but about I still have I still haven't attached the video player to my TV, so I haven't even taken out the box. It might not work. This well, can we just make it clear, by the way, that people are probably thinking, oh, oh, Rich Herring likes the piano. That must mean that oh, you probably love the work of Jane Campion, very art. No, because he goes. Brilliant. It's about a mute woman that has sex. <laughs> My favourite thing. So just make it quite clear why he was. You see Harvey Keitel's tight little bottom in it. You do. It's and he's nice. Willie as well, don't you? He's winky. Willy tiny little, little tight little Willie. In the, the little boy's got a little baby's winkies. <laughs> in the in the early nineties, he did that about four times. I think Harvey Keitel appeared. He thought this is the last go. He appeared nude four times. <laughs> Bad lieutenant. Cut. And oh, he, yeah. has the, he, he kept doing bits where he'd appear nude and make a horrible noise like that and shake a bit. And they go, I've done that now. I'd have to go back to that now. Now I'd rather play interesting. It's like when, uh, when uh, uh, women who don't normally appear naked in the public eye uh, have a photograph taken naked with a pregnant belly. And they go, I'd really just wanted to have this captured. <laughs> like this. Uh, and so I could look back and see how beautiful what, I was when I was pregnant. What does this happen? Yeah, but this is obviously what he was doing. <laughs> you've not... What you've, does that, oh, you that know that All that hack comments They're all always at to, it. Uh, Actresses. Their, uh... <laughs> oh, no. Richard <laughs> Full page. That was a full page. And uh, the thing is, when you're yeah, like 13, you're quite like... You know what they... Like, there were some bits that they do already used in stuff yeah. and you were a bit like I've actually already seen that I'm just not pleased that that's the only <laughs> but then but compared to everyone else yours had a lot more stuff yeah and then we used really quite a lot of it later on um, we did I write like when, hey, news uh, review or I think it's news review the thing that goes up to Edinburgh every year um, normally it does a as far as I remember It'll do a pastiche of a film poster from something from about seven years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's so, right. what we yeah. should do, rather than being John Malkovich, being news parody. <laughs> they what? Did, they did <laughs> the A team this year, didn't they? Oh, that's right. Is that them? I think it was them. Didn't I think that was merely by chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, they were doing the TV programme. <laughs> yeah. They had Lord of the Rings came with out. Gordon Brown as. Uh, that's right, yeah. Yeah. So uh, anyway, <laughs> we're getting to you uh, on your uh, your near death experience. We've had uh, yeah, manure, logs, me, me picking someone else's rather than my own. It was pig bags. 
pig bag manure. Falling off some pig bag. Have spirally pig bag. Imagine the enemy headline for that if that had been there. No, it was long before I was at the enemy. I don't think I've ever. No, no, but I was thinking of the pig bag based enemy. If they'd gone, you know, if the enemy had been more prescient and said, "Young smelly lad from Northampton who will one day revolutionise our art desk." And then alienate Morrissey. Fell off a pig bag. I'm very surprised more comedians haven't been in car crashes. And yours is in, it was yours in the daytime. Yeah. Because like a lot of driving back late at night. Yeah. Uh, you kind of imagine more. And Russell Howard was in quite a big uh, car crash a few years ago. But a lot fine. of people are, I think. But, uh, but I'm really actually. amazed more comedians mm. don't get killed in car accidents. But I haven't really... Uh, I, I guess that, you know, there's a couple of times when I've been driving that, that, that things have nearly happened that haven't happened. I was in a plane once that started filling up with smoke and had to go... <sighs> had to go back to land but I was actually so drunk by the time I kind of had about I had about four or five uh, Bloody Marys just to try and get to sleep and it was coming and then I didn't really know what was going on and I admit I was listening to something on the headphones and so I hadn't heard the original announcement of what was going on and then the smoke was further back I was actually in first class or business class uh, so I didn't it was the poor people were being burnt up uh, and uh <laughs> And uh, all I could say, all I knew, I didn't know what it was about, but uh, the look on the uh, the uh, the air hostesses, you're not allowed to call them that, cabin staffs, cabin faces, crew, yeah, was not like staff. They were really, they're not there to serve. They're not in the well, cabin. They were really, they looked terrified. That's what annoys me, actually. Sorry, can I just say that this thing now, because of what happened at, at the beginning of this century, where people are now the cabin crew go, you know, well, actually, we're mainly here for your safety. But they're not, they're not the right people if, if it's for safety. No. You want bigger, burlier, bruised. You want people who will be outside a wine lodge on a Friday. <laughs> so so that, that pretends, what they really mean is we won't be doing very much. All the things that we used to do, we'll pretend that in case anything happens, then the jujitsu kicks in. But overall, <laughs> don't expect any level of service or enjoyment mm. on this flight. And buy some stuff while you're here, yeah. please. It's, it's that, uh, that, and then in the same way hotels that go, the main reason we don't want to wash these towels, because we love washing them, we're bloody, we're, one of our favourite things is washing towels, but remember you're destroying the planet. Because again, hotel chains have never been at the forefront of the ecology no. movement. And they no. do wash your towels when you when you don't leave them in the bar. And they I've leave the TV too. on when you come in saying, welcome to the hotel room. That's great. Stuart McConey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I was six weeks old, I had whooping cough. So I may have, that maybe I died as a baby. Uh, Nearly all the comedians are dead. Yeah, all the ones who were driving home and should be dead. Yeah, and maybe they were all dead. Well, sometimes when you're driving back, sometimes when you're driving back, it's good fun though. It's through the countryside and it's very (laughs) dark, and the the journey seems to be going on forever. I start to wonder whether I have actually died, and this is going to be the rest of my existence will be just driving down a country road forever. And never stopping. See, I don't think it'll be that film, because I've seen that film. <laughs> I think your death is actually going to be more like Roadhouse with Patrick Swayze. OK. He's yeah. not going to die. He's going to live to 78 well, and I have a gonna, child. Well, then I am going to die. No, Although there's a new thing I in there to reverse He's going to have a baby when he's 78. Ooh, do me, do me. Um, I think Gypsy. you will also live to 78. And have my baby. And have a baby. <laughs> oh. No, no, I don't. No, How I many think... will I have? Will I have? How many do you want? Um, oh, no. Depends. Three. Don't go, how many do you want? He's doing the... He's no, doing no, the I thing. Mean, he's doing the cold reading. reading. Tell me, it could have been one. He's telling you what you want to hear. It could have been 20, Literally. like Cerebini, from all I know. When you were just, you know, one of those shambolic, taking anything for free enemy journalists, the one moment he started to get healthy and go into Holland and Barrett, all of this started. <laughs> I've stopped doing that now. Have you? Yeah, You've yeah. that some of those roots now. aren't quite as good yeah, as they used to be. That's why my back hurts. Um, well, there we go. eating bread again. That's what's made you back at the bread. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're really heavy those rolls, and I eat a lot of them getting them home. Uh, so there we are. That's uh, the what? 
My yeah, no, it's the end. Well, he was just wrapping up. Don't do that. Tell him to yeah. wrap up when he is just slow down. Up. Wrap up. That hearts. looks like wrap up the wrap up and carry on doing the funny <laughs> talking. Yeah. Start funny now. Talking. Can we do it properly now? Can I say oh. I once had a gig really near? No, the we're at the end. I will. Oh, all right, do it. Oh, once we have, can't gig. do our objects anymore. You're giving up with that. Oh no, 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 we can do an object. I didn't know you brought one. No, let Josie do it. Is it an anecdote or a selection of sentences? Let's go on all day. No, do it. No, it's not, it's not good enough for this. No, it is. Well, once I did a gig I... round the corner from where we had the car crash and it was one of the worst deaths I've ever had. Wow. And during it, I wondered whether I was alone in the universe. So. Wow. You see? Nice. And comedians but that's not speak a of dying thing. a lot, don't they? That's the fact that someone went, that silly cow who ruined our nights coming back, you suddenly pull the car out <laughs> and just drive towards her. Pitch, Hollywood pitch. OK, yeah. there's a girl. <laughs> She's in a car. When the comedians, whenever a comedian dies or says they've died, they actually die... Oh, it's about all the comedians in heaven, but it's just been really funny. Josie, I'm glad that you didn't get killed, by the <laughs> oh, way. Oh, thank you. The other two really aren't, are they? Take really that. Take that. red, Josie. Oh. quite a while, probably like two weeks or something, I'd have been oh, going, oh. That's oh, quite no, good. Don't, don't, don't get involved. This is exactly what happened to Collins. I remember when he was on the Six Music thing, when he was still bag. Collins' news slave, <laughs> and, uh, and he went, oh, Andrew, I'm really glad that everything's going so well for you. And then he started to suck out all of the good things. <laughs> that, oh. And that's what's going to happen now. He's going to say, Andrew, it's all right, you wait here. I'm going off with Josie. Yeah. The next thing you know is you'll just be a husk left. Yeah. Not that I think you are a husk. I am a husk. <laughs> um, what object did you bring, by the way? Oh, I bought a nice postcard in. Because I thought I'll pick something that I can get in my bag really easily. I didn't want to put myself out too much. So I bought this a few years ago and I think it's a brilliant postcard. I thought that you would like it. Oh, come on. it's a postcard oh, from... an object. Look. All oh, right. Never mind mine. Let's no, look no, at no. I'd like to see Andrew's <laughs> object. I'd like to see Andrew's like, excellent two object. Take two seconds. It's a big oh, no, postcard. I'm just showing this for the next... Th- I'm in, in the queue. I'm flying around. I'm in the it's holding audio, pattern. isn't it? It is. It is. It's in the holding pattern. I thought it was a lovely postcard that I bought in Dallas when I went to see oh, where Kennedy was shot. You could buy a, t- buy a, see, a postcard showing you where car. he was shot. Someone would start shooting at you while you're in that car as well. Then they'd have been from a book depository. Yeah, I'm trying to put everything into perspective for you. Can I have a look? Thanks. Imagine that. It's a lovely postcard. It shows you exactly where he was going and where he got shot. Time, gentlemen, please. So, <laughs> it's from the 60s as well, isn't it? Yeah, it's very old. I mean, I bought it in the 80s. Uh, I know you'll like this part, um, uh, Robin. I was on the road with Curve at the time. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. What I like you about it is <laughs> that it shows in pink squares, yeah. it shows the direction. Where the and motorcade was going. the last going. minute, for some reason, where the sniper that's where the is, shots are. Bang, that's bang, where bang. they become members of the German military for some reason, <laughs> which we'll take a photo of that, because I think it's out of copyright, Adrian. Um, that's lovely. And, I hope it is. Uh, it's very old. Brought? I've brought, I got this last night, Mark Watson kicks off. I won Mark Watson kicks off last night. Although they've got the wrong date on here, I know. No, it's 9th of the 12th. It's 10th. on ITV4. That's a spoiler alert. Uh, hang on, hang on. Right, so... I've never won anything. I've never won a film. I told him that. Now be happy. I told him that. But I didn't yeah. really win this because Mark Watson gave me 25 points because we were so far behind Johnny Vaughan that he just arbitrarily gave me 25 points. So I was really Is lost Is Johnny Vaughan a fun guy? Well, I mean, it's a shame we've got into this Fate right at the end yeah. of the podcast. You've been listening it's to Robin and Joe. Shut up, Josie. I'm trying to do the out bit of the show now. We can't talk about because it's all going to be all right, cut. All the little... stuff about drugs. <laughs> so you might as well go. All the different TV celebrities that Rich Sharon's worked with who he thinks were on drugs. Right now we'll do it. Josie's gone. <laughs> You've been listening. I think he probably was on drugs. By the way. You You've been listening to Robin and Josie's Utter Shambles, brought to you by Comedy Central. This podcast has been produced by Adrian McKinder and edited by Michael Pell. For more podcasts and loads of other free stuff, go to ComedyCentral.co.uk.